Welcome back, everybody, to episode four of the Doddleston Party um, and Ichabod's House. <laughs> the Doddleston Party. <laughs> Rock on, man. And uh, I am one of your hosts, Andy, and I'm here with my lovely sister, Jen, who's got a Hello. great shirt on that says, got polio? Me neither. Thanks, science. And I love that mm. shirt. I love it. Um. So, but we have been away for a while again. So, um, because of Andy's editing skills. So, we're just going to jump right back in. Um, and do we have any gab, any Google and beyond? I don't think that we do. Mm-mm, nope. And Ichabod's nose, what do you got? Um, I, I have the Watcher on Shudder. I think we already talked about that. I think right? we did. Mm-hmm. And uh, then in that case, um, let me think. <laughs> what did you binge yesterday? With uh, your husband? Dahmer. I'm watching Dahmer. Go. Yeah. Same. Same. Getting a little gooned out by some stuff on there. Yes. That oh I didn't God. know uh, took place. Um pretty hard to watch it's so brilliantly done it is uh, the evan peters niecy nash uh all the actors in there michael learned is in there as uh Dahmer's grandma from mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. mother walton for those of you who don't yep. remember yep and penelope ann miller is in it as Dahmer's mom mm-hmm. i can't think of the actor's name who plays his dad he's brilliant in oh he's in. so good and he's in every you know you you just know him right off the bat you know it's a it's a brilliant cast it's brilliantly done um i did not know that you could be sexually attracted to organs yeah and that, that was a learning thing for me it's something i did not want to learn nor did I need to learn. But however, it does help you understand what he was doing because I wondered why he would cut the bodies up and why mm-hmm. why that was such a thing for him because he never really had sex with them, I don't think. Mm-mm. And I, I think he did a couple of them a couple of times. His dad at least accuses him of that in the um, in the show, says you had sex right. with or you'd, or you'd masturbate all over them or something. I don't remember you. Anyway, ew. Yeah, uh, I don't. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, uh, very disturbing, but very educational <laughs> and sciency. Educational well and sciency. Yeah, well done. And Evan Peters, he needs an award for everything he does. He's so great. Oh, he is brilliant. Yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah. Okay. Do you have any more? Uh, that's it for right now. Okay, well, I I have a repeat one too because the a new episode comes out every week, and I'm telling you what: if you do not have Apple TV or you don't do Flick Tour like we do, where we can get all that stuff, you have got to find a way to watch Bad Sisters. It is so <laughs> fucking good. It's so good. I can't say enough about it. And so, just in this last episode, just so um, so good. So that's mine. All right. Very good. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to find my script again. Okay. I'm ready. Are you ready? Oh, do we have any ask Ichabod? Oh, and we do, we have have any any, do we have a planner update? We've got one planner left. I will keep it in our safety deposit box. We have not had any takers on that. 
So please email me and let me know if you've liked our page, uh, commented, etc. Like Lion Planner, so that I know because I haven't seen any traction on that. We've got one left. Next episode, I'm going to announce the winners. So uh, if I don't hear from anybody, then that'll be that. Right. Because I think I think sometimes when people think that there's like a contest or whatever, that they're not going to win. Here's the deal. Uh, you probably will. You probably will. You probably so, will win because it's not like we have millions of listeners. It's not like you're up against millions here, people. So, so. last chance for that. Uh, lower 48 states only. I'm sorry to all of our beautiful, amazing listeners in Ireland. We love you. And other and countries. Canada to send you a planner. Yes, and other countries. But let's be honest. We sort of have a soft spot for the Irish. We do have a soft spot for the Irish. Luck of the Irish. No, I won't even do that. That's just, see, I can't even, I can't help that. I want to do their accent. I wish I could speak like them. Oh, and Bad Sisters takes place in Ireland. Well, there you go. I know. It's there a draw. Yeah. It's a draw. So, okay. Well, are we ready to roll then? We are. It's time for what is hopefully the final episode of the Doddleston Messages. And just let me say that this has been an interesting topic to cover. For example, I feel like I've lived this whole thing before. Last week, we talked about 2109 and the interference they caused with regard to communications from Lucas. Specifically, they're tampering with messages meant to be seen by Dave Welch of the SPR. This naturally caused some significant irritation among Ken and Deb, and especially Lucas, because WTF people. And let's be honest, with that kind of irritation, there just is no cream to help that. There is. There is. There's not. No, there's nothing. <clears throat> we also learned that the leams, which was what Lucas was apparently calling the computer now, had been brought to him by a human man who referred to himself as. One. Mm. We speculate that he was actually a member of the Geek Squad from Best Buy, that rare breed of human capable of time travel and AV needs now in, in the 1500s. We also learned that since Lucas gave his real name Thomas Haywarden, which really riled 2109, who now believes that there are two Lucases running around. It's like the alternate um, in The Flash. Do you watch The Flash where they have the alternate timelines? You know, and my arm is helping me do that. Have you ever watched The Flash? I don't. No, but I have watched Back to the Future. and <laughs> Oh, and you know the alternate timeline on that. Yeah, okay. okay. So um, we don't know where, but apparently someone is messing with the time-space continuum. And because of this apparent doubling of Lucas, 2109 instructed Ken and Deb to avoid any communication with Lucas for the time being. And I can't help but point out that Back to the Future was a popular movie at the time the Doddleston messages occurred. Oh, it was. Yeah, and was. So what we will discover through this episode is that although Ken and Deb were instructed to stop communication with Lucas, 2109 apparently forgets all about that and lets him go ahead and doesn't interfere anymore. So I'm just going to say I'm really glad this is the last episode because <laughs> I think you should refrain in the future from doing five episode shows. My head hurts because I can only deal with 
things like this for so long before I'm like throwing my arms up and going, what the hell? So, and considering all the technical difficulties we've had, right? it's been like 10 fucking weeks we've been dealing with this. So I'm it really has. over it. I'm over it. God, all right. Your lips got really so, pursed with that. You are really over it. Oh, really And so now that we're caught up, let's talk about the current situation in the cottage where the poltergeist activity had been infuriating Deb for quite some time. And the couple was really missing their BFF from 1546. Ken wrote this. Can't you get these poltergeists out of the place? Idiot things. I hope you can put us back in touch with Lucas so that we can talk freely. Ken. 2109 responded like this. Yes, we shall hold back as best we can on the PG, which is future slang for poltergeist. Sorry you find us so friendly. Ask the man David what he thinks of conjectural tachyons and what are his theories of causality. What answer does he have for its paradox? Cheers, 2109. Weren't the tachyons the creatures in law and uh, the remember the show with the dad and the two girls? It wasn't lost in space. It was it was land of land the lost. And those were those were slee stacks. Oh, they could have been tachyons. They could have been. They certainly were tachyons. <laughs> certainly were. Okay. Dave Welch had been talking about tachyons or slee stacks that very morning in one of his classes, which is interesting to say the least. How did 2109 know about this? Did they did they know about this? Was it just a coincidence? So many questions, not the least of which is what the hell is a tachyon? I think we just answered our own question. I'm glad you asked. Uh, tachyons are conjectural particles. Oh. You've got to use your hand like this. You're conjectural particles that can move at the speed of light and through time. So if we're dealing with tachyons, then obviously Ken and Deb could be beamed anywhere in the world. Oh. And, and 2109 said that, hey, if you can write to us with Dave around and give us, no, wait, I need to speak like 2109. Hey, if you can write to us with Dave around and give us the name of this individual called one from Lucas's time, we can prove it. I cannot not go Long Island. I can't <laughs> not do it. I can't. It's if you. If you can write to us with Dave around and give us the name of this individual called one from Lucas's time, we can prove it. There you go. Danger, Will Robinson. There. Okay, good. Things were getting interesting, as they always do with us. They do. The group didn't know who one was. Neither did Lucas, for that matter. Ken knew that one glowed green, was humanoid, was rude, and wouldn't leave when asked. Sounds like a frat dude on a Saturday night. I know. But beyond that, there wasn't much they knew. So just let that description settle for a minute. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, Hmm. once you've got it, think about a green glowing dude bringing a weird machine and setting it up in your giant fireplace. Again, frat guy on a Saturday night. 
Ken mm-hmm. let 2109 know all he could about one, and at last, 2109 agreed to answer questions from Dave Welch, but apparently weren't going to prove anything about tachyons. God. Oh, you're going to let him have it, aren't you? You're going to let him have it. So I cannot wait till we get to our legit or bullshit section because it stinks so bad. I, yeah, I am. So on the 21st of September, the group gathered and Dave Welch typed out his questions for 2109 to answer. They waited several hours. But there was no reply. No one was surprised. Not really. Sometimes kids living in their parents' basements have bedtimes or homework or other things to do. And maybe he was stuck babysitting his little brother or sister or whatever. So the group realized they weren't going to hear from 2109. So they broke up for the night. But the next day, Ken and Deb received this message from Lucas. Handwritten and sweet. I shall tell you of the Lucas from whom I took my name. He was the greatest man that ever lived. He was a man of true dignity, worthy to his fellows. In Bristol, when I was but a child, he took me into his house and offered to let me stay forever. He told me things I would never reveal, not at any price. Of his quality, for he always spoke wisely. I could not place my father his equal. He was the nearest man to God. He was sent to prison for taking a book for me to read. He often did this, but always returned them. And as he told the court to do, this is not a crime. And as he told the court to do this, <laughs> he died in prison and I took his name in the hope that I could be as much like him as possible and continue the legacy of stealing books and going to jail. That's right. Libraries, ladies and gentlemen, libraries. Um. So... Finally, let's legit or bullshit here. We got a green guy giving a computer to a man in 1546. We've got 2109 saying there are two Lucases running around. We have Lucas not really being Lucas, but being Thomas, who took the name Lucas from a man he lived with, who died in prison. What are our thoughts? And why don't we have any additional information on tachyons? Well, I have some thoughts. Is the green guy... Is he dressed in green like um, like the green screen green, you know, so he's invisible and can move around like when you film stuff, you know? That's I don't a, know. That's, that's a very good question. I'm picturing more the Kelly Green aliens from, you know, the Kentucky folks who shot up their house. That's kind of what I'm picturing in my head. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, yeah. I don't know. It's all very, it's all very interesting. Um, I think it's very interesting that Dave Welch was giving a lecture on tachyons that day in his class. And then 2109 writes about tachyons 
uh, to them on the computer. I mean, this smells so much like a hack to me that I cannot believe it. You know, right. in 20 years or 30, I'm guessing that whoever was doing this would be our age now. Right. So in probably 30, 40 years when they're on their deathbed, they'll confess to all of this and everybody will go, what? The Donaldson messages. I don't even remember that. That has faded into oblivion, blah, blah, blah. Right. But I, I still can't help but feel like this is such bullshit. The coincidences are way too big. And the handwritten note from Lucas is weird as well. That is weird because so far he's only been typing. He's done some stuff. There's been like the big penis drawing on the beams and the graffiti. Uh, Mrs. Baxter in science class has big tits, that kind of thing that (laughs) showing up again, (laughs) further, right. Cementing my bullshit belief. Right. Right. Uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I tend to give mine ad, ad nauseum. What are your thoughts? No, I completely agree with you on on all of this, obviously. Um, I mean, I, you know, you try to give some leeway where you can and, and say, you know, this absolutely could be possible, but there, there's just too much here that is screaming that it's not real, that you just can't ignore it. Yeah. It, it just seems so lame and stupid and obnoxious. I just, anyway. Yeah. No, I agree with you a hundred percent, hundred percent. All right. Well, let's move along, shall we? Okay. Well, finally. Okay. Nope, there it was. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear it? You're drinking Coke Zero, aren't you? I am, but it's from, because I, well, I eat chicken too. And so I don't know if I was eating it fast or I don't know what I did. Let me tell you, I can belch like a 13-year-old boy when I drink Coke Zero. It is. Can you? I do that if I drink Diet Coke. I Diet cannot, Coke makes me burp yeah. like nobody's business. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very burpy this morning, so sorry about that. Okay. Mm. I might have another one. Okay, well, we'll, we'll find out. Okay. Well, finally. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm excited about this. I know, right? Well, finally, on the 27th of September, 2109 responded with answers to Dave's questions. Oh, it's about fucking time. Dave didn't disclose what questions he asked. Well, that's shitty. The night he came to the cottage to ask them, he sat up alone in the kitchen with the computer, typed his questions, and deleted them 45 minutes later. Listen, that's... That's usually some private time. I don't think you should be doing that in the kitchen. Mm-mm. Now, at last, the group had answers. Yes, we are what you would call a tachyon universe, but your understanding is incorrect. We ask nothing more of you than to carry on as you would prefer. We will have John present if given choice, or you may bring another as mentioned. No, It is no concern to us that this is not proved. We will give you a plotting of a star next time. I need to research it first. And it took me long enough to research these goddamn questions you asked. I've got a science test next Tuesday. It'll have to be after that. We move at a speed so that we cover every point in your time and universe. We have no form. So apparently I am a tachyon question mark? I don't know. 
we feed of a neat energy that you will not have heard of. Neat here is spelled N-E-E-T and herd is spelled H-E-R-D. The future, ladies and gentlemen. The future. I have heard that geniuses, like with the computer and that, often fail spelling classes. So I'm going to cut this dude some slack. I'm sure he became a computer programmer later in life and did just fine. Oh, the hacker who's doing this. Yes. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. I was going to say, because if this is really the people in 2109, I think they'd have spell check. I'm just saying. I do not think that 2109 exists. I would. I would. Yeah. I haven't given my Yeti score yet. I apologize. Um, no, I agree. I feel like I'm giving spoilers all over the place, though. People can you, guess. You can all lay down money on what my my score listen, is going to be. Listen, it has been a crapshoot with you this whole time. First you're in, then you're out. Then you're in. It's like the hokey pokey with you. We haven't really known, Jen, where you've stood. So I'm really glad that we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. And uh, I have been some been wishy-washy. Apologies for that. <laughs> Okay, well, while all this was happening, the SPR was still hanging around, insisting this was a hoax. And let's not forget that the time for communication was drawing to an end. Lucas was going to have to vacate his cottage soon, since it had been sold to Grosvenor, whoever that was. Did I say that right, Grosvenor? Mm-hmm. The yes. group was feeling pressure to find answers. Who or what was 2109? And what star would they plot? Questions, questions. Okay, so John Bucknall, and remember he was with the SPR, felt that a ground cable cable of some sort was responsible for sending the messages, which good on him because that totally seems like a possibility. Or he thought perhaps hidden microphones were picking up keystrokes, analyzing them, and then responding to the questions put forth by Dave Welch. (laughs) regarding the star 2109 said this David and John observe bottom right hand region of the southern hemisphere near to the sea equator seventh celestial body in the Delphinus constellation could soon be a quasar well, research indicated the location of the star was correct, but no word on when or if it would become a quasar. No one really knew what all this communication was accomplishing. Everyone was just spinning their wheels. If time traveling communication was possible via word processor, there had to be experiments that would prove it. Experiments more effective than typing messages on a screen and then erasing them after 45 minutes. Oh, my God. And so the group decided to continue to feed into this. And they asked 2109 if they needed a monitor and a keyboard to communicate or if they could communicate another way. 2109 said this. Although we have no need for a visual monitor, Goodly Tom has. Explaining this to your kind is not at all easy. Maybe it is best compared with echoes. Two men back to back on top of a mountain, surrounded by mountains. Suppose, in order that they may communicate, their vocal waves must be reflected by the minimum amount of mountains. Last mountain... (laughs) My God. Last mountain in the chain faces the receiver. 
Okay. Okay. Isn't that the old philosophical thing where you, uh, anyway. All right. So now imagine hypothetically for the sender to be heard by the receiver. The sender must direct his narrow channel of sound at exactly the right angle to the opposite mountain for his voice to be reflected in the right direction. This I'm just going to stop you there because this sounds like boys peeing off of an overpass is what it sounds like. You must aim your stream directly at the windshield of the Cadillac to... inflict the correct amount of offense to the driver oh my gosh okay sorry sorry no that's totally fine i completely agree with you 100 if this is not to be done say his vision is obscured by fog which again applies to peen (laughs) then the voice may be carried by every mountain in that range along its way being absorbed this being lost or extremely weak for the ear of the receiving. The screen is a guide for communications. So basically, they need to turn around and face each other instead of standing back to back. So you pee on each other instead of... (laughs) You need to spray your urine toward each other instead of off either side of the overpass. Okay. Right. At any rate, 2109 consented to an experiment where a computer with no monitor would be used to collect messages from 2109 via disk only. They also said that they knew Thomas, who was also Lucas, was writing to them with charcoal and paper. And although this was apparently now fine with them for some reason, they had recommended that no messages from Lucas be given to the SPR. So remember, they said you need to not have any. It's urgent stop all communications with lucas there's two of him running around you've upset the time space continuum the delorean's out of gas my mom didn't buy my cheese it's like i asked her to at the store there's pandemonium cats and dogs living together oh my god and so now all of a sudden it's okay that lucas is writing via charcoal and paper here's what i'm imagining I'm imagining there were two hackers. One was doing Lucas, one was doing 2109, and they got in a fight. And so now the other one, at risk of getting his computer hacked, is communicating through charcoal and paper. I think you're all nerds, and fuck you. I've wasted a lot of time in my life on this goddamn series. (laughs) I'm old and crabby. Fuck you. Okay. I don't even remember where I was. Oh, it was you that, that, yes. Okay. So this is interesting because Jen has been old and crabby for a while and for her to think (laughs) that, no, I'm kidding. This is interesting because they've gone from shouting that time was short. Everyone was in danger because they knew Lucas's real name, warning them to never talk to Lucas again, to now saying, Hey, it's cool. Talk with him, but guard the messages. I know. It's like a teenager who can't decide what outfit to wear to school. They're back and forth, back and forth. Again, it seems like a child or an adolescent type of behavior with this. So at any rate, time passed. September crept over to October. And on Sunday, October 20th, this message arrived. I know your greatest fears. I know how to be emotive. 
I can interfere with all signal transmitting devices, including computers. I have the power to make you do exactly what is required. Are you angry? Very angry. I can make the computer non-communicable. All is not what it appears to be. You can't afford to be angry. Someone's in trouble. Well, goodness <laughs> sakes. <clears throat> Whatever. This meant nothing to the group, actually, though it was probably another being from 2109 or perhaps outer space. Who knows? And in the end, did it matter? The SPR showed up again at the cottage, and this time they brought a head guy by the name of Nick. Nick's always the head guy. Nick is the head guy. He, you always bring Nick to get the shit done. Yeah. Nick was all business, no nonsense, and didn't fuck around. He was there for answers and answers only. And so using a computer belonging to the SPR itself, not one of Ken's or belonging to the school, one that a computer that could not have been tampered with, Nick of the SPR typed out a series of questions without using a screen onto a disk for 2109 to answer. Then the SPR left and took the computer with them to analyze for bugs and maybe, just maybe, some answers from 2109. Oh, I know. But wouldn't you know it? Sadly, no answers from 2109 occurred on the SPR computer. Get out. 2109 explained it to Ken this way. Ken, just tell John that someone disrupted the communication by coming too close to the computer when it was in operations. Get the other computer, BBC, and we speak. No point otherwise. Thomas will speak later. 2109. <laughs> Okay. And, oh, yes, yes, a thousand times. Yes, let's legitimate bullshit here. What do we think about no answers on the SPR computer? Why only one of the computers checked out from school? Why would they only provide answers on one of those? Is this suspicious? What do you think? Yeah, I think um, they're getting <laughs> hacked by some really uh, bored and ingenious uh, college kid who's got a lot of time on his hands and might not have a lot of friends or thinks oh. it's super funny and he's showing all of his friends at parties. <laughs> Look at what these idiots think. They think they're talking to 2109 mm -hmm. and 1546. God, exactly. Uh, yeah, so the I, I think that Nick coming through going I'm not going to I'm not going to entertain this with you guys that this is all bullshit to me here's what's going to happen I'm going to type out questions save them on a disk we're not using a screen I'm going to take my computer with me when I go if there's if your 2109 is able to communicate they're going to put something on here yeah. and nothing happened so uh Ken explained to John Bucknall what 2109 said, but John wasn't having it. Good for you, John. Mm -hmm. The questions were on the computer. Answer the damn questions. And they didn't. But 2109 explained that it was probably that head guy Nick's fault that the communication was interrupted and they now needed to trace Nick's path to determine what caused the disruption. First, 2109 would need Nick's full name <laughs> and social security number and address. Because that makes it easier. 
It, to tra- absolutely. Ken contacted the SPR, got Nick's full name, and replied to 2109 with the requested information. <laughs> Great, they said. Give us 48 hours and we'll have the information you need. <laughs> I got to go down to the Department of Vital Statistics. Um, that's 45 minutes away. I got to borrow mom's car. I'm going to need 48 hours. Oh, my gosh. Plus, if I cut gym class one more time, I'm going to flunk. So I've got to at least go uh, to the next gym class, and then then I can go get this information. Oh, my God. Yeah. So WTF, clearly there is something afoot here. We are covered in BS right now. Covered in it. It was way longer than 48 hours when Ken asked this of 2109 because his car broke down. His mom's car broke down <laughs> on the way to the vital statistics office and they couldn't get all the information that was requested. Forgive my forgetfulness. How many hours till you trace Nick's path? Ken, we cannot at this time find what was caused the disruption as the questions went over. Question. Did you check the info went onto the computer? Did you try turning it off and on? If you could just ask this question, it would save much time. Do you know what an IP address is? Because I'm going to need that if I'm going to hack this thing from my mom's basement. If they made sure the questions were on the computer transmitting, then it would surely have reached my mom's basement. I mean, there should be no problem. We will have the answers tomorrow by 8.15 a.m. I have science homework I need to complete tonight. Wait, ignore that last sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. On October 31st, Thomas Lucas sent a paper note. Thomas Lucas, I like that. (laughs) Sent a paper note through time and said he only had three weeks left at the cottage because after that it is Thanksgiving break and he has got to go. After that, he would likely be unable to communicate with them as the portal would probably not be able to be packed and transported by (laughs) U-Haul. Nope. He's that once he's out of the cottage, once he moves out of his mom's basement, he's not going to have this sweet hacking set up again. On November 4th, 2109 said that if they could just get Nick from the SPR to sit in front of the computer screen, even though previously they said they didn't need screens. They'd be able to trace him better. (laughs) And these guys just keep feeding into it. Okay, we'll do more. We'll do more. We'll sit in the front of the computer more. We'll type more questions. Oh, my God. So naturally, this was a no-go, whether because Ken and Deb were done with all the nonsense or because Nick was like, yo. I have better things to do than be duped by the same basement dwell as you're being duped by. We don't know. What we do know is that Ken and Deb were really sad they were going to lose Thomas Lucas. But wait, 2109 said they could slow time down for Thomas Lucas. They could sort of hold his time still so that he wouldn't move forward at the same pace the folks in 1986 were moving. So, (laughs) as a result, we don't get much from Thomas through November. Really nothing, in fact. Probably because he was asleep in his cryo chamber. 
or <laughs> his parents were divorced and he had four Thanksgivings to go to. Well, it's England, so they didn't have Thanksgiving. Oh, well, that's true. that uh, maybe he had early Christmases he had to go Maybe, to for sure. Oh, my goodness. In January 2109, got in touch and asked if Ken and Deb were ready to resume communications again because I got all my Christmas done. Mm -hmm. I got the first semester of college out of the way. I'm ready to go again. After all, all the kids were, oh, back in their mom's basements again after winter break. Yeah. Some had gone skiing. The newness of their Christmas gifts worn off. It was time to get back to hacking (laughs) off their keyboards and got back in touch. And this is pure speculation on Jen's and Andy's part for sure. It sure is. And this story just gets better. Oh my God. Okay. Ah, 21.09 said this. In order that you may pay a little more attention to our needs, we ask you to do the following. There is a brilliant researcher, ufologist. We know you don't like that word. His name is Gary M. Rowe. His ideas differ somewhat to yours, but nevertheless, he can help you with a couple of your problems. Problems? I don't got a problem. You got a problem? (laughs) Who's got a problem? You may phone him at the number below. (laughs) They know his number. And invite him to talk with you. When he comes, show him this and ask him what he makes of it. Peter must do the telephoning. Tell him that you got the telephone number from a UFO enthusiast. I met him at a symposium over winter break. I've decided, <laughs> I've decided I'm going to be an alien now, not some guy from the future. So I need you to talk to him because clearly this shit with SPR is not working. <laughs> oh okay. So at about the same time, Thomas Lucas wrote to say that he was out of time to communicate with them. The clergy had advised he stopped communicating and return to his faith. As you can imagine, lots and lots of flowery Tudor-style prose flew back and forth, some on the computer, some on paper. I'm not going to print that here. I didn't print that here. Hey, stop a minute. Do you hear that? Are you doing something over there? Are you moving a foot? My dog, my goddamn dog is scratching under the table. She's trying to get my attention, so she's scratching up the carpet. I'm trying to stop. Stop it, Pearl. Oh, okay, because I I was like, what is going on? It's my dog. Okay, Okay, that's fine. I'm out here. Totally fine. Come here. Stop it. Okay. Um, At about the same time, Thomas Lucas wrote to say he was out of time to communicate with them. The clergy had advised he stop communicating and return to his faith. As you can imagine, lots and lots of flowery Tudor style prose flew back and forth. Some on the computer, (laughs) some on paper. We won't print that here. I highly recommend getting a copy of the book because you got to see it to believe it. But Thomas inexplicably faded from the story. Oh, we like to, I know it's sad. We like to think of him wandering around Doddleston and bringing maids to his new house by the dozen for some good old fashioned pelf plucking. (laughs) Go Lucas. But Gary Rowe came around. 
but the first visit yielded no response from 2109. Debbie wrote a note to them asking, what the fuck? So 2109 wrote back, I was having trouble with my modem. Wait, I mean, hello. There are questions to be asked and there are questions to be answered. His company, powerful, but not limitless. We are. There are reasons behind motive, and motive is therefore reasonable to the man and the self. Well, they're getting very um, philosophical, aren't they? Well, I think they changed their uh, who they were buying their pot from. And so this particular <laughs> marijuana blend was a little stronger. And so they, they sort of got a little more philosophical. Can you imagine so, these guys sitting on the end of their computer typing this shit out, just laughing their asses off saying they're still yeah. buying into this stuff? I know. God almighty. Oh my God, so funny. The experiment will continue without Thomas for the time being. He got expelled for <laughs> exposing himself in gym class. We shall watch and react accordingly in the vertical plane. Greetings, Gary Rowe. Your move. We are here only to aid the experiment. We mean your kind no harm. P.S. Did you watch Close Encounters of the Third Kind? That Richard Dreyfus, eh? He's the shit. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Well, to his credit... Gary Rowe digested this message and said he'd like to leave a sealed envelope on the computer for 2109 to read and respond to. Naturally, Kem and Deb were like, wait, what? Won't they have to open the envelope to read it? But 2109 was like, nah, we can totally do that. Here's what they said. Debbie, you may read the following. Do not speak on phone. Gary, there is no need for the envelope to be opened but we will need to have a second opinion of the contents. As in, someone will need to read them to us. As required, we will make no comments on the contents. Because unless someone reads them to us, we won't have any idea what's in the envelope. It seems that this is slightly unpredicted. However, we will not show it to anyone who is not unauthorized. Because we aren't real and live in our mom's basement. It would be easier to put your computer into Edward, 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 star, whatever, when you write to us, though geographical location is usually essential. It makes it easier to hack you that way. Please state your reasons for the conclusions reached. We shall answer as required, and you shall have the envelope unstamped, but please wait as your statements require an answer of the same. May we remind you, that you have seen some of our work. Canada? Crazily, the envelope disappeared from the kitchen during the next few days. Oh my God. After that, 2109 had a message for Gary. They wanted Ken to print it out, but not read it. <laughs> I want you to ask Gary if he likes me, but don't tell him I'm the one who asked. Just act like you just want to know, okay? Just, just kind of be casual about it. Just say, hey, Gary. What do you think about 2109? And then don't say that 2109 wants to know. Just ask him. Okay. And do you really like like 2109 or just like 2109? Or just like him, like him. Yeah. And then, you know, I might think about doing, you know, a promposal or something later. 
So they wanted Ken to print this out, but not read it. Ken, being completely honorable and totally gullible, did so with his back to the screen so he wouldn't be tempted. He and Deb met Gary outside a pub where this super-renowned ufologist gave them a cassette player for their car. It was just an old one, he said, one he didn't use anymore. And Jen finds this weird. Why is that, Jen? Because they just met the guy and were probably dealing with hackers. So they accept a weird piece of electronic equipment from a stranger to put in their car. And I find that really weird and stupid and highly suspect. Agreed. Agreed. At any rate, they gave Gary the envelope with the latest message from 2109. Gary looked a little upset by what he read. He wanted more information from 2109 or else. What do you suppose it said? I I need more Cheetos. It was a grocery list. That's what it was. It was a grocery list. But why would it upset him? Because he'd have to drive 45 minutes to get Cheetos probably, huh? Probably. The local shop didn't have it. Maybe they were just talking smack. Maybe they were. I don't know, like futuristic smack. Like my antennas are longer than yours. Oh, real men, yeah. Real men have really long antennas. That's true. The that whole do. adage of you got a big nose and big feet. Well, you don't. So there you go. Antenna size matters, people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Time passed. Again, on March 5th, Ken got a new message. Ken, there is something for the attention of Gary Rowe on Doc V. It will need to be unlocked only when it is ready to be printed. As you can see, we're getting better with our hacking skills. Ask Gary if he can get hold of the means to print it up himself. If not, then you must realize that you will have a great responsibility to print it up yourself. In here, please. As if you are to read the contents, then you may lose all, including Thomas. You don't think Peter would like that now, do you? We shall know whether you have made a copy. It doesn't matter where and if you have deliberately glanced at its contents. There is no need for a monitor to be attached, nor do you need a watch over, nor do you need to watch over it as it is printing, as we can tell you it will just about fit on A4 paper. Jesus fuck. Without hesitation, place it in a thick envelope. Best to fold it first. Avoid mistakes. This process was repeated again, and Deb was compelled to ask again, what the fuck, to which 2109 said, Greetings. The communication between Gary and 2109 is not of interest to you. Don't be pushy. (laughs) Actually said that, don't be pushy. Yes, that is not that is not um, uh, enhancement on my part in any way. They actually said that. If you had opened your eyes and read the communications more intensely, then you'd be on the same page with Gary. So fuck off. And Which I assume this, that was you. <laughs> yes, the fuck off was me. So they did receive a final communication from twenty one oh nine. And this is it. Ken, Deb, Peter, true are the nightmares of those that fear. What you fear will be a reality if you let it. Believe in yourselves. 
safe are the bodies of the silent world. As long as your kind cannot penetrate our world, we are safe. Turn, pretty flower, turn towards the sun, for you shall grow and sow, but the flower reaches too high and withers in the burning light. Knowledge will be your progress, but your kind are coming close to getting their fingers burnt. I'm choking up. Hold on a sec. (laughs) Indirectly, you may prevent this. (laughs) Get our, your bricks. Get ready to build. Write the book. Pussycat, pussycat went to London to seek fame and fortune. The cat went to visit the queen, but instead frightened a little mouse under the chair. Ultimately, London will be a significant place. Stick to your main aims. It doesn't matter how hard they seem to get. Do not be distracted by that tiny mouse that was a deceiving charm. Faith must not be lost. You all rely on each other's faith. There is another person to come. They will be the help we need. You will know them when they come. (laughs) One sec. (laughs) Yeah. Thomas did eventually write his book and soon died shortly after. He placed it in a secure place. It shouldn't take too many years to find it. Though he wrote it in Latin. (laughs) With the help of a friend, he met at Oxford. So no one will ever probably find it or know what it says. But I swear to God, he wrote it. I swear. The inscription reads, Me writes this in the hope that mine fellas will one day find this book, then may o'er lands be not so distant. We will finish now. You have a lot of work to do. There is no need for you to write back as we will have gone. Thank you for your cooperation, 2109. I have just graduated class of 1986. (laughs) I'm off to college. Thank you. And thank Christ, that is the end of it. And right now we're going to... um, legit or bullshit one last time and we're going to give our yeti scores yeah i mean in the in in the beginning i mean i was kind of like you know this could totally happen but this whole this whole episode five well i mean come on bullshit all bullshit so the timing of it all so like when in the summer when the the communication started in february of that year Mm -hmm. heavy and continued through summer but then you get into fall and you it's it coincides so crazily with like when school breaks would occur and coming back around, you know, in December, they taper off and come back in January. Hey, you want to chat again? <laughs> it's so suspect to me. Yeah, yeah, 100 percent. I they did have poltergeist activity and that is suspect as well. Uh, it is entirely possible that they had some weird shit happening there but i 
I still have to say bullshit to it all. And my Yeti score is a big fat goose egg zero. I'm so, so sorry. Is mine. No, so is mine I, for sure. I just, I can't even, I, normally I'm all in on this stuff, but this is too far gone. This is too far gone to be all in on or to even be halfway or a quarter way in. I can't even dip my toe I, in I'll on this one. I, I will also say to anybody listening to this, my, you know, the, the script and what we bring to you includes a lot of wild speculation on my part and a lot of ad-libbing and, you know, on both our parts, actually. You should always form your own opinion on this. And so I do recommend you get a copy of The Vertical Plane by Ken Webster and draw your own conclusions. I can only tell you what I think and that that this stinks to high heaven of bullshit. Agreed. 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 Good, good stuff. Good episodes, though. It's very interesting to talk about because um, it is just one more aspect of the paranormal is time. I mean, maybe, you know, there there's some other time travel stuff that we should talk about because, you know, further down, because there's speculation that Donald Trump's son, Barron, you know, um, because uh, you heard of you heard, you know, that stuff, right? You've heard of that a little bit. No. Oh, all right. Well, that's one thing we need to look at. And, you know, there's pictures of people supposedly, you know, 70 years ago who've been, who are in a photo and you can tell that they have a cell phone. Um, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of speculation out there about time travel. I don't know necessarily if it's audio or computer time travel or message time travel, but actual physical time travel from people. So, I mean, it, it definitely is something worth talking about. I just think that this was a good aspect to cover to show what is, what, you know, this, this particular instance I don't think is real. Okay. I gotcha. I'm with you, dude. But I think that time travel is possible. Possibly. Possibly possible. We'll have to do an an episode on it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, good stuff. Yes. We want to thank you all for listening. Please get in touch with us at any time. Reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or email us at IchabodsHousePod at gmail.com. You make every episode a pleasure, and we want to thank you all for listening. Until next time, remember, Ichabod loves you. Carry a flashlight and always branch.